This is Colorful Commentary. Okay, so we got a lot to talk about, as per always. So you know what? Let's just skip this intro start. Did I say start? I meant part. And you know what? Let's get started. <laughs> welcome, welcome, welcome. Now, you know. I did take a week off last week there was no podcast episode which I truly do apologize I really really do but you know what life happens sometimes life happens but you know what keeps happening the news and it definitely did not stop since I was away so I am glad oh so blessed grateful to be back to provide you a nice little recap of what's been going on as you can guess (laughs) A lot has been going on as always. Most of our stories today are going to be Trump-centered. Forgive me, I will try and do better next time. It's just he always doing too much. It's hard. It's hard, okay? It's hard out here for a podcaster talking about news, not to talk about Trump all the time. But I'm going to do better, as I said. So, but give me, just give me this episode to just rant a bit, okay? So first off, we are going to start... (laughs) Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <sighs> Mr. Trump decided that he was going to have the G7 summit at his Doral Resort in Miami, Florida. Now you may be asking, what is the G7, CC? And I shall answer. The G7 is the group of seven. It's basically an international meeting every year where the United States, France, Japan, Canada, Italy, the UK, and Germany meet and discuss things ranging from economics, climate, poverty. I don't know what they talk about, but they talk about a lot of stuff and it happens once a year, usually in June. I think always in June. Now, guess who used to be a part of it? It used to be called the G8 and that eighth person or rather country was Russia. But then you know what Russia did? Russia went into Ukraine and annexed Crimea and said, you know what, this is our land now. Refer to the previous episode. And at that, the G7 members were like, yeah, you can't do that. We're not going to tolerate that. So you know what? We have revoked your membership. You are no longer a membership. You are suspended. We are the G7 now. Now, apparently they didn't outright permanently expel them. I don't know why. You know what I mean? If if Ghana or some country had been up in the G7, they probably would have been like, yes, you are permanently expelled. But let a European country do it and it's all good. You know what? Let Japan have did some stuff like that. I wonder if they would have gotten permanently expelled also. But you know, we may never know. All we know is that the G7 meets once a year and they meet in the respective countries every year. So last year was France, this year is the United States. And you know what this president decided to do is say, hey, I have properties that have my name on it. They'd make a good place for this summit. So you know what? We're gonna go to my door resort in Miami, Florida. Now. I don't even think I need to explain why this is corrupt, why this is a conflict of interest. I mean, again, if you love Trump, 
I would hope even you could say, yeah, this went too far. This was stupid, which was what a few Republicans did. And I think they were kind of over. They're like, we're having to defend you with this Syria Turkey thing. We're having to defend you with the impeachment. We're having to defend you with literally everything that comes out of your mouth. You do not need this scandal. And so basically the next day, his chief of staff walked it back. <laughs> and he said it was because of the Democrats and the media blowback that they're changing it. Well, no, you're changing it because it was a stupid decision in the first place. When the chief of staff, Mick Mulvaney, announced this at a press conference, he literally said that he had skepticism and that of the top contenders, the door resort wasn't even one of them, but that the president had pushed so hard and got it into his head that it was a good idea so they're going with it and no there's no issue with it there's no problem with this now mind you june is the resort's lowest month most people don't go to miami during the summer you know they go during the winter months so that would generate income from the resort hundreds of people would be staying there think about it you might just have these seven world leaders right but you have to have all their attendants their staff their aides their security i mean a lot goes into uh operation like that so it's not just gonna be seven people there it's going to be hundreds of people there and him even suggesting this is just shows the level of degradation that he has for the office and quite frankly for himself so i was shocked and i'm usually not shocked with him but this kind of shocked me and I was almost just as shocked that he pulled it back because I thought if he was going to pull anything back, it would have been the Syria-Turkey situation, but he didn't with that, but he did with this because again, he has to choose his battles. He has so many balls in the air. It's like, well, I guess I'll just let this one drop and crack. So <sighs> yeah, y'all. Yeah, that happened. <laughs> now in military news, Baghdadi, yes, that is that man's name. It's spelled B-A-G-H-D-A-D-I. He's the leader of ISIS. That's about the only levity you can find in this man. Um, he was killed by US forces a few days ago. Now that's a big deal, a really big deal. It's amazing. I mean, he was one of the main leaders of ISIS. ISIS has killed thousands. So to have him be out of the picture really scrambles their organization and disrupts what they're trying to do. So hopefully this will be the downfall of them as a whole, but regardless, this is a big blow for them. So the world is definitely better off without this man in it. He killed thousands, as I said, mostly Muslims. Obviously he didn't do it personally, but he led that. He staged mass rapes. <sighs> And he was known to throw gay men off cliffs, literally. So this is the type of guy that was killed. So <laughs> no love lost on him, I'm sure by anyone. So <laughs> good riddance to him. Now, this could have been Trump's shining glory almost. Yay, I killed a horrible terrorist. This is amazing. Now, you know, he had to go and ruin it in his press conference though. He really did. He was rambling about the dog who got injured. He was rambling about the oil, that we secured the oil, we secured the oil, which doesn't make any sense. I mean, 
this man is just i don't even on a moment like this that we can all agree is a win for america he makes it about himself (sighs) and guess what guess how this operation was carried out with kurdish intelligence yes those are the same people who trump betrayed when he pulled our troops out of northern syria yep without them this mission wouldn't have been able to happen and guess why this mission happened so soon after being pulled out of syria because a lot of military officials were fearful that if they didn't do it now it would never get done and guess who else made this mission happen the intelligence agency the very agency that he maligns and disrespects as often as he can a source close to the situation quoted that this occurred largely in spite of and not because of mr trump's actions that's a really sad state of affairs when the commander in chief is not actually leading the charge but just getting in the way so once again this is the type of president we have y'all but we gonna try and do better and speaking of better i don't know i don't know why i have that valley girl accent but like i'm going with that but i'll stop now okay (laughs) in 2018 florida's voters passed a landmark amendment called very simply amendment four saying that convicts voting rights can be restored now to give you a little backstory florida is one of only a handful of states that had previously said that if you had committed a felony you'll never get your voting rights again now dramatic pause because that's insane that someone committed a felony did their time or excuse me was convicted of a felony because we know uh, the people who commit it don't always get convicted and those convicted didn't always commit it so those convicted of a felony serve their time pay their debt to society they get out and they never get to vote again now guess who most of the people convicted of felonies are black and low income so that disproportionately affects us and do you know you want to guess you want to guess when this law was put into effect yeah the original law that prevented ex-felons from having their voting rights restored was put into practice right after the civil war as a way to what infringe upon the black vote so this is a racist law in its foundations and origins because if you know the history you know that during the jim crow era they because they couldn't legally enslave black people they devised a plan of arresting us for any and everything and getting free labor out of us that way so not only did they say well yeah we're gonna arrest you for not signing a lifetime agreement to work under your former master and when you get out if you get out you won't be able to vote either so again racist in its roots finally come 2018 florida did right it was voted with 64.55 percent of the vote so that's a vast majority of people saying that these people deserve to have their rights restored now 
the caveat is that you have to finish your parole and probation so you don't just get out and get to vote but once you've completed the terms of your probation and parole then you can now vote now of course again this means a lot of black and low-income people able to vote and who do black and low-income people tend to vote for they vote democrat so the republicans were scared about this and you know we're racist about this and so what they decided to do is propose senate bill 7066 and not only did they propose it but they passed it and in june governor ron desantis a republican governor who just loves trump he signed it into law now what this law says is that all court fees must be paid before a felon is able, excuse me, an ex-felon is able to have the right to vote. Now this will stop over a half million people from being able to vote, okay? A lot of people have, some people have racked up over $50,000 in court fees. Some people have racked up $4,000 in court fees. And guess what? You're coming out, you don't have a job. You don't have stuff lined up. You don't have enough money to pay for this. I mean, I wouldn't have enough. So this idea that someone who just came out of jail is able to afford this stuff is ridiculous and they know it and that's why they passed it because it would prevent a good chunk of people from getting their voting rights restored thankfully there is hope because today a judge said that that is not legal that if you are going to say that people can't vote because of their inability to afford fees you can't do that so i'm sure the florida government will appeal that decision and it still has to move up to federal court there's still four lawsuits waiting so it's really yet to be seen on how this is gonna go but a lot of critics of the law are saying that this is the equivalency of a poll tax governments all over the country particularly the south were passing what's known as a poll tax which was basically if you wanted to vote you had to pay a nickel or a quarter or a dollar but guess who didn't have to pay that money white people so the voting attendants could at their very will say yeah shaniqua you owe me three hundred dollars yeah jamal my man oh well i'm gonna need that thirty dollars from you bro if you want to vote and you're like what the frick are you talking about i can't afford that and they're like oh well scurry on home then scurry on home and you know what i bet you somebody said that well they probably didn't say it that nice though probably not yeah definitely not but moving on hopefully the senate bill 7066 will be overturned in the courts because this should not be allowed to stand the majority of floridians decided that they want these ex-felons to have the right to vote which they should you made a mistake you paid for it okay now you get to be a contributing member of society again so I'm praying, I'm hoping that this will go the right way. So let's keep our eyes on this. And if you live in Florida, please contact your local representative, your two senators and Governor DeSantis and let him know how you, what you feel about this, because this, quite frankly, is unacceptable what they're trying to do. So again, keep your eyes out.
Why am I singing? I don't know, but I'm going with it. Our next story pisses me off. It really, really does. So I'm not going to try and hide that because, you know, I want to be honest with y'all. So let's just go on into it. So what he said today really just, you know, it, I, you know, I know I'm a podcast host, but I have no words for this. I'm sure I'll find some. I'm sure I'll find some. But right now I have no words. Let me just go ahead and read the quote. The tweet, the quote of the tweet, our president, because our president tweets. Okay, quote. So someday, if a Democrat becomes president and the Republicans win the House, even by a tiny margin, they can impeach the president without due process or fairness or any legal rights. All Republicans must remember what they are witnessing here. A lynching. But we will win. End quote. Lord, give me the strength. This man just compared a legal and quite frankly sensible impeachment inquiry to a lynching. Mm. It is documented that 4,743 lynchings occurred in the U.S. from 1882 to 1968. Now, you know that Jim Crow era we're talking about? Yeah, that's it really long time 1882 1968 but that's it it was almost 100 years Jim Crow was not some 20 year thing or some quick thing no reconstruction was but Jim Crow the terror lasted a very long time that's just the documented lynchings over 4,000 and you know white people brought out their children they brought their wives they made a party of it there are pictures where they are eating at a picnic while a black man is dead on a tree with a rope around his neck. So this is not something to play games about. This is not something to be taken lightly. And anyone who suggests otherwise, check yourself before we do, okay? My goodness, the president, again, the president of the United States. I mean, my gosh. So obviously a lot of Democrats came out against him. Kamala Harris tweeted, and I quote, lynching is a reprehensible stain on this nation's history, as is this president. We'll never erase the pain and trauma of lynching and to invoke that torture to whitewash your own corruption is disgraceful, end quote. Ayanna Presley, my girl from Massachusetts, she's part of the squad she tweeted haven't even had coffee yet and the occupant of the white house the bigoted man who called for the execution of the exonerated five is tossing the word lynching around lord give me the strength to not take the bait but hold this man accountable for every single thing he says and does end quote elizabeth warren tweeted lynching is a horrific stain on our country's history and it is beyond disgraceful for donald trump to invoke one to avoid being held accountable for his crimes nobody is above the law not even the president of the united states end quote now let's see rep jim jordan he said the president's frustrated that was his quote lindsey graham senator from south carolina the state that many of these lynchings occurred in said and i quote a lynching in every sense end quote so he completely agrees that what president trump is going through is a lynching i don't even think the word lynch should come out of a white man's mouth like ever 
like ever ever (laughs) given that they were the perpetrators of these violences i think they just need to have a seat you know they don't know how to do that but we're gonna teach them and if you are a white man listening god help you (laughs) and do better please we need you do better you're starting by you know listening to commentary but you know you can do more so do more okay now susan collins adam kinzinger and kevin mccarthy they had a few little things to say about what he said they're they're all republicans mind you and they did put out some criticism just to give them credit but they were one of the only ones i mean like do they think we're stupid do they think we're not listening we're not watching i i don't know but we are (sighs) now finally trump delivered remarks at the South Carolina HBCU Benedict College, that's in Columbia, South Carolina. He was being given an award. <clears throat> yeah, he's being a, given a criminal justice reward for passing the First Step Act, which is a great piece of legislation to reform the criminal justice system. I don't think it was worthy of an award based on everything else he's done, but they seem to deem it worthy of one and the location for that was benedict college so now this is an hbcu so obviously you would be like okay something's gonna go down because like we don't we don't tolerate that but there were only seven students in the auditorium the rest and which were all invited guests the rest were all white house approved and most were trump supporters (sighs) now in his speech (laughs) he thanked the outstanding students who are joining us today being all of seven okay all of seven now obviously there were many protests the students say that they were told by the school to stay in their dorms to not come and this is what i don't understand is like this man just tweeted a few days before that what he was going through was equivalent to a lynching and then you in hbcu accept him with open arms to speak at your school i mean this is the like slave mentality we have to snap out of that somehow black people need the approval of white people and it's not true we need ourselves we need to uplift our own community and we need to hold those accountable for the wrongs that they've committed nobody brought up that tweet nobody brought up all the stuff he's done and said that wasn't appropriate no they just sat there clapped and act like everything was okay but of course the students weren't having that and there were many protests around that airport and on campus so shout out to y'all in columbia south carolina for holding it down and making sure all of our dissenting voices were heard so now let's get into the colorful comment of the episode which is this As I said with the last story at Benedict College, he made sure his audience was controlled, right? He likes to be in a little bubble. He's only around people who agree with him, people who think like him. But guess what? He paid a visit to game five of the World Series. And you know what happened? They showed the military on the Jumbotron. Everybody was clapping. They were, yeah. Then they showed Trump, boo (laughs) oh that's actually perfect for halloween boo (laughs) but you know they weren't saying that to trump they were saying the boo we don't like you and his face was hilarious if i can get the link up to the video i will attach it 
in the box because when he realizes he's smiling all big and when he realizes they're booing him he's like oh, what, the, uh, uh, what yeah and then they also chanted lock him up lock him up lock him up which i was a little like i don't know if they should do that because i didn't like when they did that to hillary because it just didn't feel right so i can understand people being critical of that but one to be fair i think they were being facetious and throwing it back at him you know because now he's going through an impeachment inquiry and a lot of the people who said lock her up to hillary are now facing jail time or are currently in jail for being connected to trump so he got booed y'all the president of the united states got booed at a baseball game this wasn't a basketball game this wasn't a football game this was a baseball game and they still booed him for the first time he had to come face to face with the 55 percent who do not like him who do not support him and who will be getting him out of office or attempting to in 2020 your voice matters and i'm so grateful to you for joining me on this episode this is now officially the longest episode so i hope you appreciate it i hope you have an amazing halloween and i hope you stay colorful Bye.